Say good morning, Anchor. Good morning, Anchor. What are you doing? Dinner. You don't know? Dinner. Troy sleeping. Troy sleeping, yeah. And Troy's sleeping. Yeah, everyone else is sleeping. Mommy wake up. Yeah, Mommy's awake. So, is it a lovely day today? Yes. Say lovely day. Lovely day. I don't want to daddy see me. Watching? A song? Who? Play for me. Loud. It is loud. You should see the actions that go with this. Just going, doing headbanging stuff. Say bye, Anchor. Bye, Anchor. Button. Play some more. Alright, button. I just had a lovely conversation with Creature K. And so I'm just about to post that and we um, go through some ideas together and just chat it up a little bit about music production. So here it is, Creature K and moi. Hello. Hey Creature, oh. how you going? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, pretty oh, good. good. <laughs> You're all safe. I heard the other day on your podcast you're in the middle of where the fires are. Well, not in the middle, but around where the fires are you're copping a lot of smoke you all right yeah it's really really intense the you know yeah it's crazy you know uh place could go up in flames and you know the towns around that area deal with the health uh you know the air pollution and stuff like yeah, that yeah my daughter has asthma so whenever we have bushfires in sydney mm. she she cops it she can't breathe very well so She's got to stay wow. indoors whenever there's smoke or heavy pollutants. Mm. Yeah, the beat that you made for me, mate, that was awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really uh, inspiring. Yeah, it's a, it was a really cool workflow. I put the sample into uh, the samples you sent me, I put them into a, 
a program called Serato Sample. It's like a hundred dollar plugin, and wow. I was able to find the key to to your vocals. Oh, really? Then, you can do that? Yeah. From oh, there, you you're can... my best friend. Can you help me out? Because I got so many yeah. songs where I just don't know what key I'm working in because my vocals are like modal, mm-hmm. and I just don't know like what key to even write in. I'm so limited, like instrumentally speaking. Um, uh, I can yeah. I can play guitar, but it has to come from the the hands to the guitar mm. and outwards. It doesn't really go the other way from the brain to the guitar. It doesn't work. <laughs> no, yeah, same with me. Um, I just recently uh, been using this one software that I kind of overlooked a few years ago. Uh, too, it's called Easy Keys, nice. and at first I thought it was just a software where it had a whole bunch of like pre-recorded loops and um, I guess, you know, I was totally wrong. It ended up being a software where I can put four blocks, let's just say four chords, and then I could choose those four chords. And once I hear the four chords, you know, they sound pretty good balance. I could add a style on top of, the four chords that I chose. So it's choice driven. Yeah. Um, and so when I, so I could put an R and B style on top of the four chords I just did, you know? Mm, yeah. And once I put the R and B style um, onto it, then I could maybe add like a neo soul or you know, a funk or, you know, uh, some sort of rock ballad uh, style or progression. And it alters it in real time. Cool. I'm able to like advanced, uh, you know, keys and strings and stuff like that that I was never able to play. And I play all my stuff, you know. I try to, to yeah, some degree. Yeah, I can hear that you can play the keyboard and play the drums. Yeah, like, like, like the Earth beat, uh, beat. I made all those on the iPad app, and those ones, yeah, totally gotta play, play them out, or you know. So, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun writing. You know, I'm, I could finally get into songwriting and with these advanced chords, you know, that you hear in pop music and popular music. Or, I mean, any kind of music. Folk music and, you know, acoustic stuff. Really cool. Yeah, well, um, I've, got a, I've got a couple of vocal tracks I'm, I'm probably going to send you because, like, when I whack the harmonies over as well, I really can't tell what key it gets into. Um, yeah. How, how good is that plugin? Oh yeah, Serato sample. It's 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 so good. Okay, Serato in of itself is a DJ software that is known for its time coding technology. Okay. So, so you can so like so DJs around the world, they put their songs into the, you know, the software, and they're able to beat match, and yeah, with the time codes off. So they're able to alter a song by speeding up or slowing down the pitch but but not altering the speed sometimes or you can alter the speed so so in in our case with with the with the instrumental that we made you know that we collabed on uh i put your i put your vocal sample in the software and i was able to change the key to the to the sound file, you know, without changing the speed. Yeah. So you were still singing at that same tempo, but I was able to change it um, with 
with the with the time code. Right. So it was did pretty it, cool. Did it work with the harmonies that I sent you, or it didn't? Um, I didn't even. I didn't really try it. I kind of went through a couple of the tracks. I know there was like an instrumental. There was a couple different ones, and I just kind of just kind of chose one and was like, okay, I'll run with this. Um, I have a harmony uh, plugin where I can add just some raw, some you know, like a raw vocal stem. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it, it does it. You you were using a harmonizer on the Garage Band, or no? I was doing that harmony. That that harmony was straight from my vocal. There was no processes on those files that I sent you. Yeah, I was wondering. So, okay, so you recorded two sets. I just recorded three three vocal loops and just layered one over the other, like one over the other over the other. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take a look at that. Yeah, like. Yeah, any type of poetry or any type of words. Um, are you familiar with William S. Burroughs? Um, I've heard the name, I think, but that's as far as yeah. familiarity goes. Me too. I heard the name. Um, he, he, there was some movie on TV one time called um, The Naked Lunch. It was kind of like a psychedelic movie about a guy that's tripping on LSD. And <laughs> so I looked into this guy, and uh, I found out about this technique that he kind of like designed and it's called the cut up method and him and this famous occultist they basically wrote this book called the third mind that when two minds come together to collaborate on a project or just work in general they create a third mind mm. and and in this book and uh, tons of other publications they mentioned how they they have this cut up method and they first started doing it with uh any type of publications any type of literature any magazines any type of note taking you have yeah uh, where they would basically find like a you know like a paragraph and they would cut it in four sections and rearrange it and you could rearrange it as many times as you want and when you read it and play it back you get a whole a whole different set of reality, you know, that's created. Yeah. So they started doing it with recording, like with tape recorders back in the 70s, where they would just record, you know, uh, streets of, you know, of the UK. And, you know, he would travel to the United States. He would go to Morocco and different exotic countries and record in places that where a tape recorder has never been, you know. Mm. And he would get all these sounds and these certain areas and uh he would do the cut up method and you know he would mix you know the busy streets of london with you know the uh the himalayas or something you know <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. yeah and he you know it, it was kind of some of the first steps in the multi-track recording or the first steps in trying to create like you know like montages and stuff like that, like collages of sound. Yeah, or that's cool. just publications. So eventually this guy started to publish whole books <laughs> with this cut-up method where the whole book is like, you know, four or five or it could be tons of, you know, you know, it could be words pulled from magazines, 
from wherever, from, um, you know, from Chinese food menu and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do things like that when I'm, um, yeah, because mm-hmm. I've got yes. bipolar and sometimes things come apart in there. And mm-hmm. um, and it's it's weird when you get the um, inability to speak English when you've normally got it perfectly, you know what I mean? And um, so, yeah, it's, it's good for poetry, but it's, it gets annoying when I read the ending of some of my works that I've been working on while I was sick. As I get sicker, you can see the difference in my writing. But can I read you something? Yeah, definitely. Um, Lisa, I thought of you doing, a, doing some kind of beat for this. But, um, he spoke flowers and I doused him in disdain. He wore expensive suits. I told him he was lucky for the clothes, else he'd look depressingly plain. He wrote a sonnet, so I sang a dirge. He's lactose-free. I want to feed him creme de merde. I'm just a nasty chick who plays with toys until they break. They're so disposable these days. Boys can be painful and girls can make you lose your vibe. Nobody's altruist is ever fully fed. He moves mountains and I said they weren't the shapely and romantic sort. Not tall with rugged thickets tumbled oh so perfectly at random in a scintillating undulation. No verdant valley hidden waiting virgin to explore so I'd be bored. He bought roses. I said, dead things. Oh, how quaint. He asked if I would dance. I blushed and said, with you? Then wither in my gaze, I coldly added, better never than late. I'm just a horrid bitch who makes men cry, even when they're awful nice. I can't seem to keep my inner vixen from her diet of detest. Love comes waiting on a girl and she'll fight him till the end. Wow. That was powerful. You like it? Yeah, I do. It sounded like a cut-up method um, form of it. And you wrote this in the course of uh, some time, or did you put this um, together? I, I wrote this um, on the 3rd of August, so last year. Oh. And um, I was writing something called East Amiga, which is my musical kind of thing that I'm trying to put together. But I doubt that it will ever come together because I was, you know, sick as I was writing it. And then now I'm on all this antipsychotic medication. So it's really difficult to write now. And so it's hard to catch back on to the chain of thought that I had when I was writing it. Um, but the song, the songs and the poems that it came out, they're good. They've got that kind of loose looseness about them where not everything rhymes and it's more yeah. about the rhythm than it is about the rhyme mm-hmm. yeah yep that's exactly yeah it, it has um yeah it has substance definitely um was that from a um a personal experience or um no i just kind of tried to imagine that i was a really horrid chick who, you know, basically was, I tried to get in character and write in character. And just the, he spoke flowers and I doused him in disdain was the first line that came. And, you know, I was trying to be really insulting, but kind of old school insulting as well. Yeah. Um, not not modern words, try, trying to get some of the old school rhythms of sentences back again. And the idea of nobody's altruist is ever fully fed, um, you know, that that speaks to me a lot as well. Like, 
you know, you can't always look out for for other people because in this world um, you've got to look out for your own and you've got to look out for yourself. And even though you'd like to look out for everybody else, you've only got there's only so much spare um, bandwidth in yourself that you've got for other people. And I think as you get older, you kind of tend to, well, I have anyway, um, tend to kind of rein in how much I can give to other people. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a philosophy that is becoming more commonplace. Um, you know, the, you know, um, everything for others, but, you know, like nothing for myself, you know. Yeah, well, that's how I was brought up, you know, and then the do unto others as you would have them do unto you and, you know, turn the other cheek and all that. Um, but, I don't know, people are getting a bit more difficult to deal with out there. I don't like it. I haven't liked it for years now, um, going out and dealing with people, but it's starting to get even more spooky out there, you know. Everyone's on their phones all the time and... Mm-hmm. So am I. Everyone is. Everyone's, you know, engaged in this other world. So you've got people walking around in this other world and stepping on people who are in the real world. And yeah. It's just double yes. the people you can step on, really, isn't it? <laughs> Social media. Oh, yeah. Being a part of the, you know, knowing that there's a collective out there of, you know, trends and individual uh, cultures that manage to contaminate <laughs> the uh, <laughs> landscape of uh, you know the Western world at that, but you know it it can reach totally. You know we yeah like I'm inspired by innovative like concepts. You know mm. um, so for an example. Uh, there's a science fiction writer named William Gibson. The first beat tape of the eight beats that I published mm-hmm. on my podcast, it was dedicated to him. There was a, um, a couple tracks where I put these inserts from some of his conversations that this science fiction writer, um, you know, he put out there. And um, he's kind of known for coining the term cyberspace. All right, cool. Okay, and uh, back like in the 80s, early 90s, he kind of spoke on the idea of like, um, you know, when the, when the technology was barely starting to flourish, he kind of spoke about how eventually the, the you know, the, the human race would kind of like adapt to this like prosthesis that's outside of their self. Yeah, we are. And we have, and, you know, I've seen older and older generations of people than what I would expect having them in their hands all the time. And I have it in my hand all the time. And I treat it with more reverence than I treat most of my other belongings, my phone, you know, and um, I'm checking it constantly. And it's terrible. Like I'm going, Oh my God, I'm checking myself on it and going, Oh my God, this is a terrible addiction to have. Um, yeah, and it's that I mean, that validation stuff that you you got to try and get from like this is what it's here for, like the social media type stuff. Yeah, constantly convincing, knowingly or unknowingly, of the 
beneficial aspects of why, you know, we have to on a lightweight, you know, uh, you know, like, you know, like we're dealing with like a radiation device and stuff, you know, mm. you know, it's, it, it's in the micro doses, but you know, yeah, but all day, every day. I mean, I'm wondering, I, I often yeah. wonder what it looks like, what it looks like on this. Well, like level. To, I mean, it, the, the way that the official, the official story is about it, like they seem it's like, you know how how there's like certain alcohols that are, you know, uh, on the bottle it says like you know, uh, like, like how they kind of do like distilling, you know, the alcohol like a couple times. So if, do you mean denatured? Like yeah, like when they distill it, like it somehow like makes it more. Um, like easily to drink without a chaser, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, uh, pretty much like triple distilled or whatever, you know, uh, Bacardi or you know all these alcohols. They, uh, it's kind of like the the so-called radiation levels of the cell phones or the iPads or whatever. Like mm. where it's 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 kind of like on a sensory perception level now um it's in little you know it's in micro doses becoming widely known that you know there's manipulation even to to your nervous system (laughs) through these devices which you know like why would there be a patent for that kind of stuff you know just um, people i wonder what's whether steve jobs got his brain cancer from phone i wonder whether sometimes about that yeah well well, he was involved with the 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 whole culture of the startup you know where you start up a business and do it out of your garage and you know that whole vision that i mean a lot of people have it come to light just by going through those steps you know Stephen jobs went through and you know it's it's interesting how there's uh, you know, like competitors, you know, when someone learns about your idea and idea stealing, that's like a big trend with a lot of these shows. Yeah. Um, uh, just recently, I seen this new movie called The Darkest Minds. I went to the movies and seen it. It was on Tightwall Tuesday, so it was only five dollars. Oh, cool. <laughs> and we like I didn't even buy Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I went out there and I seen this movie it was like a Hunger Games type movie and it was pretty interesting. Uh, it, I mean, off the bat, you know, it's a movie like the adults versus the kids type concept. So so as I looked the movie up, you know, after and before, some of the top headlines for this movie were about how the movie is filled with what are known as YA tropes. Okay, I was wondering what that meant when I saw the the name of your beat tape. So. Right, the beat. I'm. I decided to name it that because it's a big trend with children, especially teenagers, that know about these stories that are written in a particular fashion, and they learn about them in school. You know, they they get a good idea of these tropes and how the directive pretty much the direction that a story can take and how there's similarities between all these franchise movies like Twilight 
you know, the the uh the vampire, you know, type of movie. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. and then you have like Hunger Games and Maze Runner and a lot of these movies that are based off of you know these pub you know these books and uh it's just interesting that the the top headlines you know it's not like if the movie flopped or you know stuff like that like the top headlines are and all the publications know that that's the top headline so they they all go with it and they all write you know stories like the top five tropes to stay away from if you want to write one of these type of stories you know right, yeah like the like the article is going in that direction so what is the whole idea of these tropes they're basically like uh concepts like you know the young girl goes up uh against an evil force and yeah so they're cliches really pretty much yeah pretty much like cliches cliches but they're like kind of like yeah totally like you could make a mock movie and you could feature all of these movies like they do with a scary movie or I don't know if you've ever seen those movies. Yeah, I've seen a lot of movies. I watch too much TV. <laughs> don't we all, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, so people, you know, I mean, because this movie's been planned for a while and people were expecting its premiere and stuff. So the the articles have been going for a while as far as the YA tropes. Like, and it's interesting uh, when I went on the Anchor Facebook community group. Um, one of the Anchor podcast links that I kind of like connected with, because um, there was like a Thursday thread on there where you can post your podcast that that on that Thursday and on that one post, and everyone kind of like shares and engages with your content you know oh cool so that was pretty tight um so one of the first uh podcasts on there was talking about the darkest mind movie and the tropes (laughs) like and these were teenagers talking about it yeah what are the odds of that you know so um and i guess there's some like shakespearean tropes you know especially like in like like in like the romance type of way you know like the different like yeah just kind of like predictive programming you could say yeah well i think as a so song, as a songwriter and as a poet you use devices that are cliches all the time but you just have mm-hmm. to be careful with them that that you put some you know effort into making giving some original thought into there and bringing them into a story so that they're you know bringing them into yeah. something bigger so that they're not just that same predictable predictable thing and it even kind of like sets up the plot you know for the whole premise (laughs) of the piece of work you know when you use the tropes I guess yeah sure and it gives you a good like a a good palette to start with you know because if you restrict your palette as an artist you get a better result Um, especially if you're suffering from writer's block you know if you restrict your palette somewhat and give yourself a set of rules to play with um, you can be a lot more productive. Yeah. Um, I think. I got one more thing to run past you. Hmm. Um, this is an old song that, that I wrote okay. um, about 10 years ago. But if you want to write something behind it, let me know. 
Okay. Within your sleep, I saw you dreaming. I crept in. You never noticed I was there. I sat down. I breathed your dreams in. I breathed your dreams in. And I, I saw you. Oh, night, I adore you. In darkness deep, I watched you sleeping. I crept in. You never noticed I was there. I sat down. I breathed your atmosphere. And I... I saw you. Oh, I, I adore you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, so I, on the iPad, yeah, I just semitoned the keyboard up to find some more. Yeah, well, I've got that vocal recorded from a couple of weeks ago, um, and I played around with it on the synth, but I'm not that mm. impressive um, when it comes to playing on the synth, so it doesn't sound that great than what I've done. Uh, but I've got the vocals, wow. so I can send them to you. Yeah, you could. Oh, wow. Yeah, let's definitely put that together. Cool. Um, you know, I'll use easy keys. Uh, I'll, it it was easy for me to import them into my computer, so yeah, we'll get more of a you know a big budget production out of it, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, computers are better. I I spent like a year and a half being lazy and just producing on the iPhone, and I did produce substandard grooves, which is a pretty good song for just being done on the iPhone. Um, mm-hmm. But it's still yeah, um, it's not it's not as good as the computer. You don't have as many options for plugins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah definitely yeah so that should be that was epic yeah cool. I should it's I mean called, that would be it's cool it's called the psycho song the psycho song yeah it's about a stalker so I like to write mm-hmm. characters when I write my songs I try and write in character mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, yeah that's like yeah like the inner world you know imaginative yeah uh, dimension yeah it is a i mean we have access to that portal you know we do you just got to be open to receiving it and Mm -hmm. it's like you were saying about the cut and paste method um you we're all connected to what we choose to partake in and if you want to be gifted with words to put together you've just got to chuck words together and words will come cascading down on you from the universe. They just do. Um, that's how it happens to me. They just kind of float in there. And you just get a little lyrical idea and it just will gestate if you let it. Yeah. Yeah, that's epic. Well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go because um you sound like you gotta have a break. Yeah. Um, what time is it? We're 
for sure but then you, yeah you got like have have you ever been into a studio or like a, like a recording yeah yeah um when when i recorded letting go i went into a studio to lay the vocals down because i really didn't have anywhere quiet and um i went and met john Pryor, the drummer from matt finish and i used his studio and um Parish Moabarak, who was the, the guitarist in the band for a while, he's doing some production on one of my songs at the moment, and um, it sounds awesome. I can't wait for him to be finished with it so I can show it off. But yeah, I've been into a studio about six or seven times in my life. Um, it's kind of easier to, like, cheaper to be able to write songs if you can do it yourself. So a lot of stuff we record ourselves. Yeah. But I like working with other people. I like sending stuff to other people and getting their take on it because you get something different, you know. Yeah, definitely. So if there's anything, if there's anything you want to remix, just just let me know, man. There's there's tons of songs on there. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just seemed... The um, the song fr- from within the Anchor app, um, but yeah, definitely I'll take a listen, check out the catalog, your playlist. Yeah, so you it's confession and denial for everyone who's listening who hasn't been hanging around my station. <laughs> confession and denial, and um, you know, someone said to me, uh, I think it was Parish said to me the other day um, that confession and denial is an anagram of cones of sin, Daniel. Cones of sin, Daniel. All right. Well, um, I hope you have a good night then. Okay. And um, we'll catch up another time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's correspond through email a lot more and, you know. Yeah, we'll do that. Cool. 
right. And have you have you hooked up your podcast for money making yet? For the um... oh, yes. I've seen the new feature. Um, it's it's something that I yeah I definitely want to consider once I kind of have everything set up online. Yeah, well, I have you, a can't, you can't use it if you can't use it if you've got music in your episodes. So you have to delete you have to delete the music out of them before you can set it up. Well, well, most of the podcasts that I upload like to Spotify and other places, the music is zapped out of them. Yeah, I know, but even if you put it in in the anchor episodes, it won't let you put that feature on. So you have to. Manually delete everything or start a new new anchor? I think, podcast? yeah, I think it'd be quicker to start a new podcast than it is to yeah. go back and delete all the music out of it. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Oh, are, are you looking into it? Uh, it's not available in Australia yet. It's only available in America. That's why I'm asking you. Right. I did read that and I thought, oh, yeah, they have to kind of like make it accessible probably through cell towers or something yeah i think oh. it's got to do with the fact they're using skype as their payment provider because skype works oh, better in the yeah. us yeah oh wow yeah they're working with skype yeah that's so skype is a us thing skype not skype skype s t i p e it's oh, payment. They they they're like um PayPal, but but they process payments. Oh. And okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did see that. Yeah. What? So it's probably That's got cool. to do with the fact that they're using Skype. All right, I'm gonna toddle off and have a sesh now. Nice. Look after okay. yourself. All right. You take care. See you later, matey. Peace. No expectations. No head in the clouds, suffocating labels, baby. Let's experience each syllable. Hand in glove, rhymes that stay together, play together. Nothing like a song. My music heart ain't open. Today I don't believe I'm worthy to make a sound. All the trash talk gerbils squirming round my self-esteem's remains. Nothing like a song left in me. There's no melody. No warm jazz tones, no expectations. Just a flirtation with a rhyme, badgering over in my mind. Hallelujah, can we get off this roof? It's nothing like a song. Ain't got nothing like the will to sing. So down and out lately, I wouldn't know where to begin. Lashing out on negativity. Even if the whole world doesn't, I certainly hate me. Jaw-dropping discovery. You're worthless, ringing round my scone. Once it's begun, this refrain just bangs on and on. And that's why I ain't got nothing like a song in me. No nothing like a hip groove, nor a catchy melody. 
Ain't got nothing like a song left, now my well has run up dry. Any utterance I could make would only make me cry. I've lost the knack, I'm a no-hit, one-cent wonder. And this is what it's like to believe. All the negativity, day after day, agony. I ain't got a song. No, I ain't got a rhyme. No, I haven't got the slightest clue what I'm going to write this time. Feels like every shade except my blues have passed me by. Insipid little trips of the tongue aside. I have no idea what I want to write. I ain't got a tune worth a dime. I'd be going for a song and still nobody would buy.